Michiana's first, best, and only show dedicated to craft beer and drinking music. Cool brews, hot tunes. This is music to my beers. Music to my beers on Real Rock 103.9, The Bear. Music to my beers. Good morning. I am Zach Miller alongside Warren Cluck. We do this every Sunday, 10 to noon. We've got some beer chit-chat and some music to get to um, and a special guest for our you you kind of coined the name with this spring summer uh, brewers series after last week and the week before I, I finally figured out we should start saying this a lot before the show and like during the beginning of the show and then not so much toward the end of the show because saying the spring summer brewers spotlight series after you've had a couple is the dumbest thing in the world so yeah we thought as uh, as mask mandates are lifted and people are starting to get out and resume sort of a, a regular life post uh, vaccination we should have all of our brewing friends in to remind people, hey, everybody's still out there. They're open for business. Stop by you know, and drink some good local stuff. So joining us this week, all the way from Granger, Indiana, welcome Joel Miller of Heavenly Goat. Welcome, welcome. Thank you for having me. And uh, I guess apologies, first of all, and Zach and I, we've been doing the show for a while. We haven't had you on yet. Well, it's good to be here. Yeah, and you've had um, you've had a, kind of a big career too in the brewing industry, which we'll touch on here in in just a couple of minutes. But um, want to find out more about your history, how you got started, and uh, also what you guys are doing today. Yeah, so. absolutely. And more importantly, we want to drink some of these beers. So yeah, it's going to be all staring at me right yes. in the face. I mean, obviously, Heavenly Goat's been open several years, but how long have you been brewing um, beers? Well. I started uh, homebrewing when I was 21. I'm 36 now. Oh, so, wow. It's a good long time. 15 years? Yes. Holy cow. I think cow. that math is right. So when did you decide, if you started homebrewing when you're 21 years old and not a day younger, uh, when did you decide, you know, this is, uh, I'm actually getting pretty all right at this because we've, we've talked to some people that brewed for years and years before they decided to go professional. We've also talked to people that started, you know, their third batch. They're like, I'm going to make a go of it. When did you decide that this was going to be something you were going to do? That's a good question. Well, when I first started homebrewing, um, it, it really did suck. Like everything I made <laughs> yeah. was, was not good. What, um, what was the very first thing you made? Whatever the brew kit came with, but like, what was I, it? I think it was just, uh, uh, I think it was an American wheat ale. Okay. All right. Just, just something. Some ball, something like gumball heady, simple, something like that. Yeah. It was like that, which was, which was all the rage at that, you know, during that time. Was it a brewer's best kit? No, it was um, it was a Mister Beer kit that I got for Christmas oh, from my brother in law. So, so he, he's he's the one that that really helped start everything off. Now, a lot of people starting out can get pretty discouraged. You if you start out, it's not that great. You don't want to carry on. But your first batch was must have been decent enough. You're like, you know what? The first I can, batch I can was decent. Subsequent batches thereon were not. And so you think, still kept with it, though. Yeah, I think because the first one was decent, and like obviously there's good beer out there, so like I had to be able to figure it out, and I really wanted to figure it out because everybody that I talked to about beer, it's like I have no idea how beer is made, and it's like, well, I want to find out how beer is made because it's delicious. Yeah, I know a lot of comedians get their start. They're like, uh, yeah, all my friends said it was funny, so I decided. Like a lot of people will try at least put their toe in the uh, the stand up world that way, and then they find out if they're good or bad. When did you say? All right, my beer's pretty all right. Let's see about making this a business. I honestly don't remember. <laughs> so long ago. I mean, I I was in college and I was looking at transferring to Western University and That's where I went. Too. Nice. I dropped out, but in, you know, <laughs> it's as close to an alma mater as I'm going to get. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, I'd also put in an application to go to Siebel Institute, which is a brewing school in Chicago at the same time. Were your parents like thrilled? I don't know if they were thrilled. <laughs> Maybe they were just thrilled that I was trying to do something. Okay. All right. That makes sense. Because <laughs> I was very questionable for a while there. I was a terrible student all through high school. and um, But I got accepted to both at the same time. And I was like, well, I guess I could always go back to college if I wanted to. I never did. But I went over to Siebel and which was a few years after I'd started brewing. Like I said, I was a terrible student. So I'm like in my early 20s when I'm <laughs> transferring around in college still. Yeah. Um, what, so what's Siebel what's like? Because I don't think we've ever in the four or five years of the show had a conversation about brewing school. No, yeah. Okay. Um, so it's, it's the country's oldest brewing academy, and they have a partnership with another academy in Munich, Germany. So I got uh, a lot of classroom over... In um, in Chicago, and then they shipped us over to Munich, Germany, and we got oh, a wow. hands-on experience. Okay, That's cool. hell yeah! How long is the program? Um, that one program was like three months, but I've taken several other programs through them: uh, microbiology um, up in Canada, which was really fun. Whoa. Some other other. Where types. about in Canada did you go? It was Montreal. Oh, okay. It's beautiful wow. this time of year. I have no idea where Montreal well, this, is. This is really interesting because you hear about like chefs and stuff going to culinary school too. And it kind of reminds me of that where you kind of, you get the hands-on experience. It's not just like you're sitting in the classroom. Like they're shipping you all around to right. try to figure some stuff out. Microbiology is huge. Yes, it is. Uh, what's the final like for a beer class or like a, for beer school? Are they like, all right, you need to make me, you know, a double IPA and go. No, it's not like that. So it's all it's all long answer, um, written test essays. Boom! Oh, yeah. Man, because I was thinking about enrolling into beer school. Like I'm just kind of curious about it, but no, not no. It's it's like six questions with dozens of parts to it. I mean, it took all day to write. Oh my gosh! No, okay. I know that. I, I know that. Like, Siebel probably doesn't have like a traditional college campus. But if they did, can you imagine those keggers like <laughs> homebrew? Like everybody brings their own. Oh, we had a bar in the school. Hey, Whoa. that's awesome! So you go and do you live on campus there at school? Or no, like, there's not like really like a campus that you can live as. So. Okay. Sublet apartment. Okay, so you spent some time in Chicago, yeah, and then uh, and then from from Siebel, after you get the the de- degree there, where where did you go from there? Um, I went to South Bend Brewers. Oh, okay. So I, I saw the, they've got some new stuff going on too. Yeah, I was the original brewer there. Wow, that's cool. Uh, I do have to ask. You know, you go off to beer school, and are there like everybody has that story of like uh, the fate? Like right before I got to Western, Greg Jennings was there and playing wide receiver, and I'm like, that's sort of like, yeah, I was there two years after Greg Jennings. Were there any like super famous brew guys or guys that you still like that went on to have their own their own places that you went to school with? Oh yeah, because um, that's got to be a great way to set up some initial networking for a brand new guy into the brewing game. Yeah, I mean, there's a there's I know a few guys that started their own own stuff. Um, went on their own i don't know if you would one guy that i can't remember where he ended up recently uh but everybody's spread out all over the place right now it's kind of hard to keep track of everyone yeah you can just tell me you're not friends with any of those fools anymore that's fine (laughs) (laughs) friendly i just none of them live like anywhere close around here so like oh all right so everybody's coming in from like around the country it doesn't matter if you're from like la around the world i mean we had we had a guy from egypt there um we had uh 
some guys from South America, a couple of Modelo guys from Mexico were there. Wow. And were they using it to like get a leg up within the company, like a ABM yeah. Bev and stuff? Or? Yeah. So some, some companies will send people to Siebel if they're transferring up the ladder, you know. Wow. And so kind of give you like what's what's the degree or what's the title of like what you get when you come out of Siebel then you have a degree in a degree in brewing science oh okay wow that's cool that's awesome (laughs) it's really sweet uh, we're gonna save one of these for the top of the hour what do you want to split right now what's something we need to get into and sip during the rest of this hour um let's go ahead and crack uh a what i call dad's 40th is a pilsner um semi-traditional german pilsner it is dry hopped um but very 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 tasty nice crispy boy for this morning yeah i like i like crushing those um what a what kind of uh, hops were used in this one for no tradition? no no you oh, can keep okay. pouring keep pouring no go okay. ahead no okay. zach you talk i, I don't um, want him to stop we're all very thirsty yeah no um i love i love a good pilsner i love a good hoppy pilsner like i think about uh, victory pills and theirs um that's typically on the hoppier end i'm gonna smell this one too that you just poured oh this is like a good summer lawn mowering beer mm-hmm. that you'd use to, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I sniffed out of this one. I'm sorry. Um, so is this one uh, one that you'd say is like your favorite style to brew, or when it comes to? Because I imagine when you got out of the brewing academy, that this pilsners are only recently getting to be the uh, the big deal. You know, like 10, 10 12 years ago, they in the craft beer world. Yes. Yeah. Um, I do really enjoy brewing pilsners. I don't, I don't, I don't have like a favorite style that I like to brew. Um, they're all really fun to brew, I guess. Um, but pilsner, I do like um, specifically because not a lot of brewers do them, and unfortunately, a lot do them very poorly. Mm-hmm. The vibe I'm getting from this, just the nose of the uh, Dad's Fortieth from Heavenly Goat, and it's I don't get it very often. Very seldom do you get it, but do you remember when you were a kid and like your parents were hanging around having beers after softball or with family members and like you would go up and you'd like you'd steal a, a sniff of that beer or like a swig of it and it it's not even not even like a dragon you chase forever but <laughs> but it just it's that initial first smell when it's new it's it's a complete like you know floral it's something you've never smelled or tasted before the smell takes me exactly that back that first moment you know mom and dad aunts and uncles sitting around no one's looking and you steal a sip yeah, you're, you're spot on. That's why I call it Dad's 40th and why I've got the cans that look like old home videos. Yeah. As like, and it has, yeah. that, it has that same taste, that clean, very, mm-hmm. it's, it's very beer. It's very beer. It's it does Dad's also, beer. Yeah, it, does, it also reminds, like, it's funny because we'll get wrapped up into, like, you know, dry kettle sours and, and pastry stouts, and you forget, like, at the end of the day, like, this is a beer, man. It's a great beer too, and and the other thing that I was wondering is um, you mentioned other breweries that don't necessarily do pilsners well, or that you know they attempt them. Mm-hmm. Was this actually lagered? You guys lager this at Heavenly Goat? Yes, absolutely. Wow! So you have cold tanks then for that process, or how does that all work compared to like an ale? Yeah, another reason we're happy to have brewers here is because you can answer the real nerdy questions. Because <laughs> I get excited sure, sure. about this kind of stuff. Um, just post fermentation after the yeast has done its thing and has created alcohol, and um, uh, our tanks are have a have a jacket system around them, and glycol, really cold glycol, pumps through them. We can just set the temperature. There's a temperature probe inside the tank, and we 
crash that tank all the way down to zero degrees Celsius, also known as 32 degrees Fahrenheit for people not on the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, you spent uh, some time overseas, so then you're on the, the metric system. Yeah, I use the metric system, which when I talk to other brewers, I don't use the metric system. It's almost <laughs> like we can't talk to each other, but... <laughs> I got a brother that uses military time, and I'm pretty sure he does it just to be difficult because he's never been in the military. I'm like, okay, all right. Oh, yeah, you got to do the math. Yeah, so. I got to $1,400. $1, all right, I got you. Uh, you mentioned a minute ago, we're here with Joel Miller from Heavenly Goat and Granger, part of our spring-summer spotlight series on local brewers, uh, that you started, you got your you went to beer school, you went to, uh, and then you went to South Bend Brewworks. How long, when, were you there when it first, you said you were the first brewer. Take us from South Bend Brewworks days to Heavenly Goat now. Sure, so I was... I was at South Bend Brewworks longer. I was, I was there for their build out, which, okay. which took a really long time. Um, so I was only the the brewer there for like six months or so. Okay, after it was open, it wasn't there that long. I wasn't there that long, um, but I left there uh, with the intention of possibly moving out east and just getting a job out there. And I talked to several breweries and just. Things didn't really line up as far as, you know, pay and where am I going to live yeah, yeah. and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, yeah, I forget. Are you from here? Yes, I am. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. So I'm, I'm originally from Goshen. Um, so that wasn't really like line, lining up very well. And, and I was also, at that point, I really wanted to open my own place. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of was working on that on, on the side as well. And some things just kind of like fell, you know, into place here. And jumped on an opportunity in Heritage Square. How hard is it? Because we've talked to a lot of uh, guys who who run breweries here, and, and obviously you come to it nine times out of ten for the love of the art of brewing craft beer. And you're passionate about it, but it's like anything else. When you take an art and you combine it with a business, suddenly you're thrown into the mix of having to learn uh, all about how to run a successful business. I mean, everything from state regulations to payroll to Everything. It seems like that's a great way to take something that that you love and turn it into something that you're that you have a very tenuous relationship with. Yes, absolutely. You gotta you gotta find balance. Um, I would say if it wasn't for my wife that helps me out a lot okay. with all that back office, a lot of understanding on, wives in the in the craft beer game. <laughs> there are yes. Shout out to the wives out there. Man. Yeah. Um, yeah. I wouldn't be able to do everything myself. That's for sure. Does she come from a business background, or is it something you guys no. kind of had to kind of learn through headaches together? It's it's a learned process. Wow. Yeah. Man. See, that's exactly where it would lose me. Everybody sits down with their friends like, you know, this beer's good. We should start a beer bar. We should start a brewery. And then the second it comes to putting a business plan together, you're like, all right, no, I'm sober now, man. That's That sounds like a terrible <laughs> idea. I'll let everybody else do it. I'll just go in and enjoy their beer. But uh, no, I got I got to hand it to you because you guys have done a, a phenomenal job of taking your your location. It's well known here in the Michiana area that you guys are up there in Heritage Square, and um, you guys put out fantastic beers too. Thank you. Uh, really quick, and I, I know we're kind of running along in this segment, so we might do it a little bit later on the show. But start thinking. Uh, we asked Brandon from Niles Brewing Company last week, like what's what's a secret? Think start thinking about a secret headache you ran into through all this that you would have never seen a million years like you know you're either scaling up or what's been the biggest like whoa didn't see that coming challenge that you had and then uh, we'll talk about that a little bit later on we're here with joel miller from the heavenly goat brewing company up in granger and we're gonna get to be movie next what's the goat of all movies and i can only think of like son of mask <laughs> yeah <laughs> we kind of laugh we're like okay well everyone considers the goat the uh citizen kane 
Yeah. Routinely tops like the American Film Institute list of the best movies of all time. I've never seen it. Joel's never seen it. And Zach's never, I've never seen, seen it. I've never seen it. No. So why don't we sit get back and get super judgy about a movie we've never seen, pair it with alcohol in a rating system that doesn't make any sense, and call this the, the B-Movie. And now a thinly veiled reason to talk about more alcohol. Let's take our beers to the movie with music to my beers, B-Movie. And uh, Zach, I'll let you go first, Mr. Citizen Kane. I'm going to have to look it up on my phone or something because isn't it about uh, the newspaper industry with or Orson Welles? Wasn't he behind the movie? Um, I'm totally... I, I know a couple of things about it. One, Red Bud, Rosebud, not Red Bud. Orson I guess I'd- Welles played Charles Foster in the movie and his investigation gradually reveals a fascinating portrait of a complex man who rose from obscurity to staggering heights. I have no idea what this movie's about. Uh, His final word was Rosebud. You're right about that. Yeah, I I, I said Redbud. God bless the area. Oh, yeah. Rosebud! Uh, Came out in 1941. Um, Supposedly, it broke a lot of ground with with plot twists and also the way it was shot, so cinema uh, excellence. Well, Orson Welles, he's known for a couple of different things, and I mean, it, especially as a, a director and actor and huge whatnot. alcoholic. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I'm gonna go with what I consider to be the goat of all beers, and I, I think this is a shared sentiment when it comes to Zymergy Magazine. But uh, Two Hearted, I'm gonna probably just go with a 12 pack of Two Hearted because I'm gonna need 12 to sit through this movie. I'm going to go a, a fan of the classic like that. Yeah, Joel, typically how it works is like if a movie's really great, you give it like one of your most favorite beers. If a movie's trash or you don't think you're going to enjoy it, you give it a whole bunch of a beer you can drink a whole bunch of. Uh, we're going to expect you to take a heaven, use this as a, as a chance to promote one of your beers. So you're going to have to give it a heavenly goat beer. I'm going to give this mm, probably six space dust because one, it's super old. Two, it's going to be one of those movies where once you see it, you're going to start getting a lot of pop culture references to it. You're like, oh, yeah. Everybody copied the goat, right? Yeah, but there are a handful of those old movies, this, Casablanca, a few other ones that you just, I understand the importance and the history of cinema, but I know I'll probably draw my last breath here on earth without having seen any of them. So <laughs> I'm going to need six, eight plus percent macro IPAs to get through this. I'm going to give it the space dust. And you're, you're up. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to give it, I've never seen the movie. I have no idea what the movie's about, but I'm going to give it four Summer Vacation 92s, which is uh, our newest Pilsner. Describe Ooh. it for us. This Pilsner uses uh, more fruity hops. Um, so it's got some Galaxy in there. Um, and it also has Hallertau Blanc, which is a German hop variety, which gives a little white wine, uh, as well as... Nelson Sauvin, which comes from New Zealand. It's got a little gooseberry note to it. So mm. more of like a tropical okay. Pilsner. Yum. That sounds really good for the summertime. And yeah. Perfect. So when you make like batches of beer and whatnot, you make enough for it to be carry out to go or pretty much on premise on site there? Uh, well, for both. Okay. So you guys have like to go cans and, yeah. and or um, like, can you do a crowler or do you mostly do four packs and stuff like that? Most uh, what we do for carryout is is crowler. Okay, um, cool. But I try to rotate in some cans 
as of recently, we started canning. I like this recent trend of us doing B movies that no one's seen. Like from now on, why would we just do really judgy? We'll be really judgy about movies none of us have seen or plan on seeing. And we'll just like call them a bunch of turds. Yeah, well, I mean, or call <laughs> or call it great. Like you know, Spring Breakers. I've never seen it, but I assume I'm going to laugh. So, oh, it's really great, Spring Breakers. Of course, you, of course, you've seen. it. I know I haven't seen it. No, uh, <laughs> I'm just going with uh, James Franco. He's in that one. Yeah, Gomez. Yeah. Well, clearly we've gotten off the path a little bit. We are pretty much everywhere on Facebook, Instagram. Twitter, TikTok, OnlyFans. No, I'm just kidding. We're not on TikTok or OnlyFans. But not yet. Imagine? Not yet. Times could get tight, man. It could be Zach and Warren on. Uh, we're doing like shirtless chugs for your money. <laughs> I would love to do that. Maybe we could do that for donations or something. I don't know. I always feel bad when people on Facebook are like, "Yeah, we're doing a chug thread." My first thought is, "I'm going to put this video on Facebook, and it's come back to haunt me horribly somehow." Your, uh, new He's boss. running for president, but here he is chugging a 13% stout, shirtless, <laughs> drunk on Facebook. And I don't think in our Facebook group anybody has done a chug video yet. Usually we get a lot of posts about like what I've picked up over the weekend, things that I'm looking forward to drinking, and or things that I'm currently drinking. So we're, we've got a Facebook group. You can find it, Music to My Beers. It is private, so what happens in the group kind of stays in the group. Um, like a shirtless chug video? Like a shirtless chug video. We're on Twitter, Instagram. We post um, Beer Shirt Thursday. Which Joel, you're, you get to be a part of this Thursday too, because you wore your beer shirt, and so we always wear beer shirts on Thursday. It's kind of just a, a running tradition here. Um, and we're on Untapped. I'm at Dad Beers. Warren's at Man Bear Cluck. Uh, we podcast the show every Monday around lunchtime. And where are you on socials with Heavenly Goat? Uh, you can find us on Instagram, Heavenly Goat Brew, or Facebook as well. I mean, we post our events on Facebook as well, so nice. check us out. I've seen some of those Smashburger like get togethers and stuff. Those look incredible. What's your response time like? I hate oh Dude, I hate when you like when you administrate a Facebook page, I hate that because if you don't get back to somebody, that number starts or that number starts to grow like he usually gets back within forty eight hours and then you look like you're you're some sort of internet derelict who's just left his Facebook page wander. I'm not even sure what it says, but sometimes I don't get a notification. So like people are out just hanging out for like a couple days and it's Facebook, I don't yeah, I, I feel like you're, you're given that. Facebook is like email. Facebook messaging should be like email where, I don't know, it's a couple days before you get back to somebody or... Yeah, I mean, usually I try to respond like immediately, but... Yeah. So are you on Untapped? Like the, the brewery? Is the brewery on Untapped? Well, the brewery is on Untapped, but are you specifically on Untapped? Like, do you run, no. do you you run Heavenly Goats Untapped? I don't. I've never added anything to Untapped. I'm not on untapped i don't even have the app on my phone wow but the brewery is on untapped right i would imagine so okay okay so who runs your untapped account i have no idea (laughs) (laughs) i I don't care about untapped i'm gonna just put that out there okay all right well hey as long as we're dishing why besides the fact that it causes you to take a whole hell of a lot of pictures of beer uh out when you're out somewhere but but why don't you like it i mean it's fine not to like it by the way but go ahead rip on it i just don't get it um it's it's a review site for largely people that don't know how to review beer or care so because they're not along with like the bjcp guidelines or anything like that yeah, there's they're no like, it's i don't like ipas well then why'd you order the ipa i hate sunny days <laughs> you like a sunny day and so and that's the what? thing about beer like music it's very subjective and and so anytime you try to start rating subjectivity i, I can get why that that'd be kind of skewed the joke is like somebody rates an ipa and they say i hate ipas one star or i hate ipas five stars you know it's 
Yeah, no, dude, I totally get it. Is it a star rating on there, or is it a beer? I, yeah, I don't uh, even know. stars. Like a, stars, bottle caps, something or other. Bottle caps. I mean, as a... I've uh, seen it. It's probably been five years or so since I've seen the site, but... I'd, I'd probably stay... If I was brewing beer, I'd probably stay off of it, too, because there's a lot of, like, I even... When I, when people are talking about our, our show or, you know, other shows, I get kind of down on myself if they're like, well, Zach just made a complete idiot of himself on the radio, you know, and I like, see I found if you make an idiot of yourself on the radio all the time, then no one complains. They're like, that's what they expect. <laughs> you just lower the bar so far down that they're like, oh, it's just par for the course. The one the only thing about Untapped that makes me a little uncomfortable and I know a lot, not a lot of people are going to have this problem. But uh, because we know a lot of the people that make these beers like I don't want to I don't want to rip on something that somebody's put effort into. It's different if it's a movie that somebody out in Hollywood made that turned out to be a piece of crap. You know, you could say something negative about it, but you're talking about somebody in your hometown who's probably going to log on and see that you wrote something. Like, you know, I, I get a little bit, but I, I'm also not one of those guys that leaves a lot of criticism online. Like, I think I've reviewed one Amazon product my entire life. I like giving a 3.5 or above for untapped reviews. You're talking to a, a, a an investor in untapped. I, I pay $5. No, 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 a contributor. A contributor. I'm yeah. sorry. I like I like considering myself an investor in. If you were an investor on tap, we wouldn't be talking to you right now. You'd be <laughs> off on some bass boat somewhere, probably spending yeah, those mad on tap ducats. But keep hoping that no, hey, Joel and so. Joel, that's fine. Like that's uh, that's a refreshing perspective to hear because sometimes I think you know, people can be less than honest when it comes to their relationship. I know that uh, Faust from Bare Hands, Eric, said that he 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 appreciates the ad, but he hates getting on because you have to cheers everybody who checks in a Bare Hands beer, which after a while is just. Why am I doing this over and over again? So that's that's cool. You don't like it. You're willing to share. Uh, we have an entire hour of the show left. We're going to split a different one of these pilsners here at the top of the hour. How is this the first time? We've, we've been going six years, and I don't know. I don't know if our, our we've just not invited. I well, in our defense, I think the, sh- the show, does the show predate Heavenly Goat? How, how long has Heavenly Goat been open? Uh, four years. Okay, so we were around beforehand. All right. Yeah. I do. I think the first time I ever tried your your guys's beer, you were at the uh, the Century Center for one of those beer festivals. Yeah, and that was the that was probably the very first time you and I may have even met face to face and didn't even know it. <gasps> oh, this segment of the show, we like to kick off the uh, the second hour with uh, a beer that we highlight and talk about. And so this, we're going to take your other pilsner for a roll. Okay. Well, what? Go ahead and tell. I know that you uh, you just talked about it for B movie, but go ahead and tell us again about this masterpiece. Yeah, so it's called Summer Vacation 92. Again, the label uh, is meant to look like an old home movie. So the name on the side of the can looks like the VHS uh, label. Um, what I'm doing with these, uh, with this series, it's a whole series of Pilsners. I had this idea of, you know, like with the first beer, Dad's 40th, which is, this was the first one of the series, of going kind of back in time a little bit of, when you know you were younger and your parents were drinking some lager uh, and kind of refreshing those styles with yeah. either new newer hop varieties, um, using some non-traditional uh, methods like dry hopping the pilsner or using a hop back with fresh hops in it. Um, so this one, uh, this one's hopped with Hallertau Blanc, Galaxy, and Nelson Sauvin. So it's fruity. Kind of tropical, some white wine notes. Um, Looking forward to trying this. I like that you're playing on the nostalgia too. You're playing on not only the nostalgia of the look and feel of the beer, but also in the flavor. Like you mentioned, you know, mm-hmm. going back in time, tasting some mom and dad's pops, adult pops, adult pops. Yep. 
Well, let's get pouring, first of all. Oh, yeah. That's, uh, then we'll, we'll review this bad boy. I'll set my glass up there while we continue to chip chat. Yeah. But oh. it's also, this is a perfect style, a perfect series, too, to do around this time of year because it's very sessionable. And for whatever reason, when it's hot out and you've done work, they just hit different. Yeah, it hits the spot. All right. Wow, Stingy McPorinstein. Way to go. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> No, this is great. Have you seen that Cheers uh, beer meme? No. It, it's uh, it's the show. It's like clips of the show, and they're like, man, those are terrible pours. And like, there's like probably six inches of head on one inch of beer. In, and somebody's like, who's pouring those beers at, at Cheers? Are they even drinking? But Dang it, Woody. I digress. Um, all, yeah. Already off the nose. I mean, it smells like a... You get a lot more, much more sweet, much more floral than you do with the uh, Dad's 40th. Mm-hmm. This smells delicious. Mm. Oh, and smooth, too. Yep. The nice thing is you get all that nose on the back end, too. Mm. What's the uh, what's the ABV on this? Five and a half. Okay. Yeah, so it's a little, little more robust than your typical. Yep. What? I'm not usually a, a wine fan, but this has like a really good... I'm getting almost like a pear flavor yeah. or something, um, something lighter, like a white wine. Like, really... Really delicious. Is that is that anything other than just hops and the malt? And it's all hops. Yep. Wow. It's all coming from the hops. So in a world where everybody's trying to like one-up each other, and we had some really good, great notion stuff just last week with Brandon from Niles, but like going back to the roots of beer and where you think of the, the water and the malt and the the hops and the yeast and just going for a, a the basic thing. Like I hear the commercial all the time for an Oberon, and it's like, these four ingredients, and that's all that's used in this. That that's refreshing. I mean, also pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> it's very refreshing. But it's also like beer is has been very cyclical craft beer anyhow. It's taken a couple of decades. But remember when IPA was this weird fringy? It was all macro, and then these little breweries started popping up, like Bell's, and even founders at the time was tiny. They start pushing the envelope of an IPA, and then we we've, we've seen it go from its humble beginnings all the way to this, you know. You could almost say like a freak show of hops that goes on now with some of these double hazies and these, you know, just juicy things. And then stouts were right behind it. And then it's only natural progression that you've gone through those styles now. Now, now pilsners and lagers are getting pushed to the forefront. And what a lot of people are really, really pushing because it gets back to beer's roots and it's it's a completely different animal than what's come before it. Yeah, absolutely. And you got to understand like the uh, like the evolution of craft beer drinkers too. like the craft beer drinker is starting to get a little older. And so, and I love, I love the pastry stouts and the sours and all that that good stuff too. But, you know, maybe, maybe after a day of work and, you know, dealing with the kids and stuff like that, you just want a nice Pilsner. Mm -hmm. That's well, and if if you had done like, if you had done dad's 40th and done uh, this one hot off the heels of, let's say Miller light is the huge deal at the time. And people, and you, there would be no need for this, but now we've gotten so far down that craft beer path. Like it's kind of. Kind of time to like lead people back to basics a little bit. Yeah, and push the art form as far as how much you can do with just the OG ingredients. I, I mean, at one one point in in the craft beer world, if you would have made a pilsner, it'd been like, well, why are you making yellow fizzy beer? Like, we don't do that. <laughs> we go the opposite. Yeah, direction we're supposed from to that. do the opposite of that. Well, dude, this gets uh, this gets a hardcore. I know I'm not even going to tell you what this is going to be rated on tap because you're never going to see it. But just just know that I'm giving it a, a very good rating, very favorable. 
Very favorable. Well, I'm, thank you. You can rate it one, too. It won't hurt my feelings. Why would I do that? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> we like to go around the horn, and if there's just the two of us, we throw in three. There's three of us today. It's Zach Miller, it's myself, and it's Joel Miller from Heavenly Goat. We're going to do two beers apiece in the Pick 6 segment. Zach, what are your two beers? These are the employee picks this week. I just spent um, the weekend up in Petoskey, and so I like to go with Petoskey Brewing Company when I I go up there. I make a a pit stop. They do cans. They do crowlers. They do growlers, and their carryout is is awesome. Their food, absolutely amazing. I'm going to put the Juicy um, from Petoskey in there. It's kind of – it's the hazy um, New England-style IPA. It's got a little bit of an orange juice to it, but uh, or orange juice flavor, but it's it's good. It, and it's it doesn't like crush you absolutely. Like it's like maybe like six percent. So I don't I, I don't have to worry about just having like the one and then like falling off off the board. Um, the other one that I'm going to put in is uh, I'm going to put hams in there because I love hams. Hams is my go-to. You know, if you put hams in your pick six, six times, you get a free 30-pack, I heard, and you're like one away. Really? Can I take that down? I'll, I'll take that voucher down to the, the bottle shop, and I'll... <laughs> Zach loves hams. Friggin' loves it. There's just something about it. And I know Fat Bird in town, they've been throwing the, the bitters in there, and they do the, the ham and turkey, where you get then the, the shot of wild turkey. So I'm just going to do hams just straight up, no bitters, but just hams. Okay, I'm going to go my new sessionable, I think, for the summer I'm leaning towards. And uh, I remember it was a while before this one came out. We finally got our hands on it. We were very excited. but uh, Miller Lite. No. Uh, Foggy Geezer from War Pigs. Super good. They don't do a bad beer. Salmon Pants, I love. I love they sell it in 16-ounce cans because it's it's very crushable. But uh, Chaos Monger is great. Super strong. Almost too strong. But Foggy Geezer's a really great, juicy, hazy, not too high ABV, and... For whatever reason, the black cans with the black top, I like that. But um, that's going to be, I think, my my post lawnmowing beer for the summer. And I've just recently stocked up. It's 12 packs now, so you can nice do wow. some work. And another one, uh, last week I got a chance to get all the way out to uh, the chalet on 17, which, which is like fine. 350 miles from my house, it feels like. <laughs> I was halfway there. I'm like, where, where the hell am I? Uh, but they had some toppling Goliath that I couldn't get here near town. And Mosey is one of the ones that I picked up. It was a four pack and it's an IPA they have. It's new and it's, uh, just recently available on shelves, but it's probably the most pineapple IPA I've ever had off a store shelf, not on a tab. So if you get a chance to check it out um, again, toppling Goliath is what new about a year and a half, two years now in the area. So I actually, I thought it was tastier than King Sue. Mm. But that's just me. Now, uh, Joel Miller from Heavenly Goat is here. This, you know how the segment works so far. I'm going to insist you throw in two of your own and just promote the hell out of like two Heavenly Goat beers. Well, We're going to give you the floor. Just go nuts. Go crazy. Well, I'll promote two, but one one will be mine. One will be another. All right. Uh, so the one from us that I'm really, really looking forward to, it's called Movement 2. It's a continuously fermented barrel aged beer um which we have maybe five or six different yeasts and bacteria working on it all the time so we pour or we pull a, a portion out from the barrel and then we add in fresh wort which is unfermented beer and allow it to continually uh ferment um that that one's that's an exciting one to 
to to mess with and and also drink so it's a real funky one um and then i really like uh bare hands little westy it's a nice sessionable uh hoppy beer and i think they do a, a very very good job I like how we've gone little Westy, Westy, double Westy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The whole, we can appreciate the entire uh, Westy family. Yeah. No, Do they have great. a hazy Westy, or did I just make that up? You just made that up. Oh, man. Well, maybe on the next one. We'll talk to Chris. Talk to Chris about. Hey. Will we though? No, we probably won't. No, uh, we won't. We won't. Very thankful, but but no, I do love bare hands. I have not had the little Westy though yet, but I just saw that one came out. They just canned it, and I might have to head up to Granger and pick some of that up too. Yep. And Popeye Heavenly Goat too on Please the way. Please do. Uh, support all the local guys seriously and uh, last hour I said hey think about it he just reminded me while that song was playing I totally forgot feed me a couple beers I got all the way off track but I was going to ask you as somebody who came up in the craft beer world you went to beer school you've traveled all over the world learning the trade you've been here in town you've earned your stripes you open your own business that's a lot and you're only 36 that's a lot to cram into from 21 to 36 What's something, because I imagine you had a lot of headaches, what's one you didn't see yeah. coming as far as starting your own cra- you know, successful craft brewery? The pandemic. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Everybody forgets about that. Right? Well, let, well, let's take <laughs> so, a quick minute, rewind to when, when did you first know, like, this is going to be for real? Because we laugh all the time. We were joking about it on the air in February of last year. We're like, okay, pandemic. And then things got very, very real once March rolled around. And when the order came down from from Governor Holcomb, what two days before St. Patty's Day? Yeah, like I think it was like when that. did you know like oh oh this isn't going to be a two week deal this is going to be something? Well, I knew it wasn't going to be a two week deal about the third week into it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> uh, but th- what really threw us for a, a curveball is is we had just started getting into canning. Like we weren't even really canning then, so I didn't have this you know multiple streams of income with the business so we were almost entirely uh you know pouring beers over the you know for sale over the bar so not not being not having the business diversified uh you know pandemic proof if you want to right to say uh that's what really really threw us so when was the was there exactly the moment you and your wife sat down? You're like, all right, well, this is what we're gonna have to do to survive, and like we've got to pivot right now and, and really push. Yeah, because I know a lot of breweries relied on their fans, relied on people who are big fans of the brewery to come in to continue to buy carry out, and uh, you know how how did you guys push that uh, that shift? Well, we had a lot of beer on hand when the pandemic hit because we were getting ready for spring. Uh, we had our numbers were were very good even in in the winter. Um, we had, we had brewed a lot, you know, thinking we were going to be super busy. Uh, we were closed for a month and I spent that time just selling kegs, just a little bit over wholesale to people sold mm-hmm. actually quite a few kegs, uh, which was really nice. Delivered them if they wanted me to deliver oh, okay. them oh, yeah. charge, you know, you do stuff like that. You just hustle. Now at, at what point, you know, because I, everybody had that, that awful moment. You're like, I don't know if we're going to make it. What point did you guys know? Like, we're going to be all right. Like, you know, we, I can at least see an end to this. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I didn't think we would make it through that. Um, it, it was, uh, you know, hustling the beer side as well as the restaurant doing some different pop-ups. Um, uh, you know, going the delivery route and stuff like that. And it, it just got, we got to a point a couple of months into the pandemic that things 
like really started to take off and especially like in june july ah stimulus our- time mm-hmm. yeah so we opened the patio mm. patio was crazy packed all the time um where do, so where do restaurants and bars get their information? Because I know there was a lot of, you know, can you do this? Can you do that? I know some of the, the guys at Hop Station were kind of initially like, we can sell to go. We can't. We can. Then the governor stepped in and said, yes, you can. Because those first couple of weeks, there was like a can you, can't you? And yeah. and you, you could. Where, like, where were you getting your information from? Because I know like that's that's pretty friggin' important for a bar or restaurant. Yeah, there's not a real. Is there like good, an email list where they're like, no, hey, no, nobody, <laughs> nobody contacts you or really, like, no. You have to do your homework and everything behind the scenes. Yeah, you have another restaurant or bar owner tell you and be like, or you see it in the news, stuff like that. So there's not um, like a Indiana, you know, I mean, there's stuff beer guy website, at government dot net. No, unfortunately, not really. I mean, we there's the guild, the Indiana Brewers Guild, and they'll send out information as well. Um, but yeah, there's not like I don't get an alert on my phone, and they're like, "Hey, carryout laws changed," or anything like that. So the patio that you created is that a patio that's now stayed for it, yeah, a it's, year it's, and it's been there. Yeah. Okay. So yep. it will you'll you'll be good then for the summer months ahead and yep. and all that fun stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now that people are vaccinated, mask mandates are lifted, and people are starting to get back out. That's kind of the point of us having all of our local brewery friends in to make sure that you know. Michiana remembers Heavenly Goat is open in Granger. Loads of beer. Go visit. And they have a patio. And that's one of the things that my wife and I, we always talk about. We're like, okay, so where can we go that has a patio? Because you want to be outside. And we have a shuffleboard table on the patio as well. Zach and I are different it's animals. It. I'm an indoor cat. I hate being outside drinking and eating. I feel like what? I'm on. Dis- I feel like I'm on display for everybody. I like sweating into my beer. Oh, that's how dude. much I enjoy the patio. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I think it must be like a family thing. The rest, the rest of my family hates hates being outside and eating. It's like put me inside where the God made air conditioning for us to enjoy. Let's enjoy it. <laughs> we'll have musicians on the patio, uh, so definitely check our Facebook uh, for different events. Cool. All right. And we'll be talking about those events, speaking of, coming up in News and Notes. All right. All right. All right. Time to tell you about what's coming up, what we can look forward to, and uh, also we're going to be talking with Joel about what Heavenly Goats got coming up. First off, happening this afternoon, uh, like now until 7 p.m., it's Buckley Day at Transient. I know you got in on this, right? Yeah, I think I'm going to go pick mine up later because if you, if you did pre-buy for pickup, you can go. Um, I think there's a two-week window. Oh. So I could be super You're not lazy going to today? Pick. No, man. I got like four days to get my house cleaned up before Memorial Day starts. Like, I, I can't do it today, Zach. Okay. Oh, all right. Uh, we'll, we'll let you off. I'm, I'm curious now to see because you, you mentioned when we were in passing about uh, you outfitting your entire basement with uh, a bunch of Buckley. I, I was... Okay, honestly, you know what? <laughs> I was just enough into my Saturday night that when tickets went on sale last week, I was just like, I'm going to buy the full allotment. <laughs> nice. So I get all 11 bottles of the Transient Buckley collection. <laughs> all right. Okay, so you're you're going to be stocking oh, but, but I am excited because it would like back in the day was what? Bark Lord Day. And it oh, always yeah. it always coincided with Dark Lord weekend. So it was like, would you like the chance between two breweries to spend like $800 on beer? So I was never able to take advantage of the transient because I spent so much money at the Dark Lord, but now there's no Dark Lord Day. All my money goes to transient. See, it's really about spreading it around, keeping that money exactly. regional. Yeah, yeah, give everybody, give every brewery a taste of the old Cluck Wallet around this time of year. R.I.P. Dark Lord Day. Right? I guess. Oh, man. Uh, something else that I, I didn't even know this was a thing, but this sounds really interesting, but um, Flying Dog Brewery makes an Old Bay seasoning goza that they're bringing back. 
I, I think we talked about it on the show salty, last year. Spicy, yeah, sour. I mean, a little bit of everything. If you've ever wanted like a low country boil taste with a nice, refreshing uh, carbonation, seriously, I might do a low country boil. It comes in at five point seven percent, and it it might be perfect for the, all those shrimp and uh, corn and potatoes and everything else that goes in. You know, it's funny when this show first started. You could get three, four, five different varieties of flying dog on the shelves at just about any bottle shop in town. I can't remember the last time I've seen one. I haven't seen it for, uh, well, I guess. Uh, they changed their distribution around. So, oh, did they yeah. really? So we're not going to get any of this? Well, maybe not at the store. You might have to look online. Uh, How will we ever get it if we have to go on the internet? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that would lead me into my next thing. And it's like what we can get is Heavenly Goat. And you go up to Granger, Heritage Square. What do you guys have coming up that you, you're looking forward to? Um, Sunday, June 6th. There's uh, a local car meetup, um, so there's going to be a bunch of souped-up cars parked out front. Do you have room for a waxed-up 2010 Ford Transit Connect? Absolutely. Oh, so hot. <laughs> Absolutely. And we'll be smashing some burgers on the uh, on the patio, so uh, that runs from 12 to 5, Sunday, June 6th. So come on out. Perfect. You guys have made, like, the smash. You, I, uh, of all the places around here, I know that you guys have made smash burger pop-ups, like, a huge event, like, a, a lot of people you have done pre-sale right for those yep yeah we've we've gone a few different routes uh with with the smash burgers that's all uh david lucas doing that so shout out to david phenomenal chef here in the local area yep um i love i love what he he does his brother uh zachary lucas it's down at swan lake now too i saw just recently yes. but um shout out sweet. swan lake yeah uh <laughs> throw it in there Plymouth. june 2nd that's going on June, June 6th. 6th. June 6th. Sunday. My dates are way off. Um, and plus, I've had a few. But All right. No worries. Yeah. Uh, Joel, hey, thanks for stopping by the show. We're Again, we're a little embarrassed that it uh, took this long to, uh, to meet up with you and get you on. But we're glad you guys are, again, wide open after the pandemic, ready to accept business, doing some fantastic beers and uh, some amazing pilsners here for, uh, for Michiana. But uh, on behalf of myself and Zach, thanks for coming. And also, uh, cheers. 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 Podcasts by Federated Media.